Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV podcast. We are back in the room together. Oh, my God. There's a little party. It was like, hey, another week of talking to people on Skype. Great. It was like, yes, I get to talk to people in the flesh. And then I was like, oh, it's, it's you two cunts. Um, but, yeah, it's fine. Um, we uh... Wow. 30 <laughs> seconds in and he's gone with the C word to describe us. This video may be showing limited adverts. Um, Chris Page. Maybe. Maybe. I um, check the first 10 seconds. All you've got to do is get through the first 10 seconds, Paul. Yeah. You couldn't even manage that. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, I'm Tom clicked an for kids button. Chris Page. Yeah. <laughs> we always that. click that button, just to be clear. Um, uh, yeah, and Ross Chandler joins me for this one as well. Uh, yes, we're going to be discussing Liverpool's current um, deepening injury crisis, um, some updates with some fitness and how Liverpool are going to get through it in the coming weeks and months as well. Um, but yes, we've got a kickoff question, which comes from Jersey Paul 90 on Twitter. He says, you get John Arnorisa to volley one person from present day or history straight in the balls. Who is it and why? It can be anyone too, like an old boss, not just major figures. Um, so have we gone... Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you for <call> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was going to go for him, but for, that was before, before we entered the show. <laughs> he, he basically, we've got an agenda file on Google Docs and he, he's, re, he's revoked me access. Yeah. So I was going to go for Paul anyway. We can yeah. still read it though. Yeah, but I can't write anything. It's really annoying. What happens when I do the agenda? Why did you have your access revoked, Chris? I spelt November wrong, Paul. You spelt November wrong, which we had a good laugh at. <laughs> and then you proceeded to spell every word the way you spelt <laughs> it wrong with an, with an, an increasing frequency and, 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 and volume of E's and M's, and M's uh, on every single word, <laughs> which is dead funny. For the bit. The proper answer is anyone who's in the Tory cabinet or a Tory. I'd Rachel d- Riley. Okay, See, not got balls. No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Boris Johnson. Yeah. I just, I want to. Um, no, I think I'd get more. In, I just don't. I think he'd probably quite enjoy it. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just get the. Pigs, not, don't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, like, I mean, it would be. A, it probably would be a Tory, but it would be like um, Matt Hancock. I think because I think you get real. I think you could really hurt Matt Hancock. Like, I mean, the look of the facial expression when he was going to head a footy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the look of fear and scrumpled. He scrumpled up like a, like a, like a 
overly wet ball sack, didn't he? Like, you know what I, mean? I, so, I kind of do like the Boris shout though as well. I want him to be stood in his mirror doing his hair with a balloon and then get him from <laughs> <the house. laughs> Yeah. Sneak up on him while he's doing it like you're in Kabam! Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds absolutely splendid. You just keep going for a specific. Um, <laughs> Tories. <laughs> just I think Reese Mogg, you shouted it the other week, that was always a good name, yeah. He's yeah. just kick his top ass right to the moon yeah. from from the lower part of his scrotum. Out of all of them, he's the one I hate the most. I think he's just he's, a, he's, a, he's a loathsome yeah. creature, him, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, he looks a bit like the demon headmaster from back in the day as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, re- but real and more evil. Um, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to be discussing the injury crisis and obviously where we're at in terms of a number of our key players and, 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 and less than that. And, you know, a couple of things. Updates on Mo Salah, updates on uh, Andy Robertson and what we're going to do with the back four and maybe transfer stuff heading into January. Chris Pajak. Um, Van Dijk, season. Gomez, probably season. Oxlade-Chamberlain, next year at the earliest. Trent, Alexander-Arnold, four weeks. Mohamed Salah at the moment, COVID, potentially two weeks. Yeah, see you later. Thiago, still not sure. Fabinho should be back, but still not sure. Hendo, unsure, just currently been released from England duty for assessment. And Robbo, um, hamstring. And Steve Clark has said that he's um, he's going to try and get him on the pitch this week again for Scotland. Because nice thanks, one. Steve Clark. Nice one. You're through. You're through. You're through. I like I, I don't like Steve Clark. He wasn't here long, was he? You know, he was he was at Liverpool for a small amount of time. But fuck Steve Clark if he plays Andy Robertson again. Um, look, it doesn't it doesn't read very well, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, let's be honest. The back four is all over the place at the moment, and you know, is Chimacash fit? Is he not fit? Who knows? Who really knows? Who, who even knows that he plays for us? I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's just been so limited in his involvements and stuff. So. And then you're looking at the centre backs, and you go, right, okay, so Matip will be fit for how long? Because um, right now he is fit. Matip fit today. Yeah. But there's every chance that when you're listening or watching this podcast, that might not be the case anymore. Yeah. So just wrap him up, bubble wrap him, just all the way up yeah. to the game. Um, probably make him travel separate to the rest of the squad as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure that he's okay. You're just right there, Bob. The <laughs> not on my legs though, Ross. There's a difference. Um, it, look, it's a big game against Leicester as well at yeah, the weekend, isn't good. it? Now, the one thing that I am thankful for is that we did go hard and go, and go big in the Champions League earlier on yeah. because there's two potential games. If you can get a win against Atalanta, you, you're through, aren't you? So you've got two midweeks, the next two weeks, essentially, where you can probably, A, get some lads up to speed and B, rest a few players. Like the B-team players surely have to play in those games if we beat Atalanta at home. Yeah. So, and for where we are in the season, the injuries could have come at a worse time. They could have come like right now, today, mm-hmm. and then these all stretch over 10 games over the next eight weeks. But we are likely to get Thiago back. We are likely to get Chimacash back. We are likely to get, uh, you know, Naby Keita back into the fold and stuff like that as well. Hopefully Robbo and Henderson, Mo Salah will be available for a lot of the games around Christmas. The, the one area where we're struggling is the defence, and everyone's known that. And then you've got lads coming out who work at the Athletics saying, we're not going to sign a centre-off. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Chris is right. 
in some areas it's fortuitous. Like the, the Trent Alexander Arnold stuff in particular, you know, there was talk of it being a month of him being out. Well, you know, the best part of two weeks of that has been will have been covered. That could have been eight games, it's yeah. likely to be four. Yeah, exactly. So there is a little bit of a, a little bit of that. And as and as Chris rightly says there, Thiago should be back. Fabinho should be back. I mean, my God, we're gonna need them. It's just that in addition to that, you know, we'll talk about the Salah stuff in a second, but obviously Jordan Henderson, if you have to lose Jordan Henderson for any spell of games now, that's ma- that's that's massive because, again, we're just much worse without Jordan Henderson in the team than we are with him in the team. Yeah, it's also difficult in the fact that it's fine having those plays that you just named, but when they've got to play intense games over a short period, the likelihood of them getting injured as well. Like, I you know this is a bit, a bit miserable take on it, but, like, they're, they're probably going to get injured at some point as well. It's It's a lot of pressure to put on them on the back of an international break where they didn't need to play any fucking football or or actually go anywhere. But And, and again, in addition to what we are getting at there, is the fluidity and rhythm, what Liverpool is based on. You can't have that if you're making four or five changes per game, particularly with, with, with the back line. Yeah. You can have that for... You get away with it one game. Those games you're talking about there, Ajax and, and Midtjylland, if you can have them as a buy, sound, like that makes things a lot easier. Yeah. But if you can't, then you put yourself into a world of trouble where you're asking Matic to play three times a week. Yeah. Nico Williams, three times a week. Reese Williams, which is sound, but still an unknown quantity in how good he is. It's how not to, sound how for it. It's not the, the physical strains. If it's not sound for anyone, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. And that's not even about ability. Yeah. That's too much footy for, 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 to, not be able, to not be able to rotate. And I think you, we are, we have, the fixtures have fallen kindly in the um, Midlands, the last of our Champions League yeah. games. So, like, even if you have to go moderately stronger at Atalanta Ajax, just because you because it's a good game, it's a good, they're good teams or whatever. They're both home as well, which obviously helps us. Yeah, and you can you can just kind of jettison that last game because it, it, it should be it should be academic by then. I, I wonder, Chris, whether you know in terms of the rotation and stuff. I think I think we were going to rotate anyway, so I actually think we're entering a period where we would have seen more of Shimakas, we would see more of Nico Williams, we'd see more of a bunch of these other players anyway. I think there was a calculated gamble on Liverpool's part to put our foot to the floor for this first chunk and get that and get that eaten up as much as possible. Do as do as well, and it's in terms of the results on the pitch, you know, in terms of where we stand in terms of the league and the Champions League, it's gone pretty well in that regard. But yeah, it. it the wheels have just—it just feels like the wheels have fallen off right at the end of that, and it's not—it's not a great as much as it's a fortuitous time in some regards. It's also not a great time because we're now going into a period where we—I think we're going to—we we were going to rotate anyway, but actually we haven't got as many players to rotate because yeah, we fuck so and, many. Yeah, and in the absence of football, this happens every time. There's an international break. Everything always feels worse because you've not got a win to hang your hat on. You know, and that and that's just the way it is when yeah. you're a fan of any club. And yeah. you know, for me, the sort of talking about what Ross was mentioning there about the internationals though. I get international football. I don't like it. I don't watch it. But football exists on loads of different levels. Mm-hmm. International football is just another level that exists and I don't like the friendly aspect, but they do need friendlies if they are going to be serious about winning a competition. And you do need to be able to rotate and have a look at different players and stuff like that. Footy's not just for Premier League fans at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And I do feel like sometimes we do get a bit like, oh, come on. And obviously we do, because we love Premier League football, we love our side, and we get infuriated that everyone seems to get injured on internationals. You see, it does us up the shitter, as it were. But look, that, that's, the, that's the problem, is that footy's for everyone. And if you just randomly live somewhere outside of a 
place with a footy team, then you want to see the best players playing for your country if you if you like English football and all that type of stuff. So in big tournaments, I'd agree with that, but not the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. how do you go and win a big tournament if you don't play any games beforehand? Yeah, but you don't you have to play. You don't do have to that. play. England play three games in two weeks. They don't need but they're to. not three friendlies, are they? One's a friendly and one's exactly. a tournament, which, so, was, which was friendlies, which made it a competitive element. But we which, played which, friendlies prior to a season to get ready. Is it any different, really? Like, you know what I mean? Just the, but the match fit, aren't they, in the middle of a season? Yeah, but the team doesn't play together every week. So they True. Need some, oh, no. You like, know what I mean? It, it, I, I get it. Like, I yeah. feel the same way. But equally, to play devil's advocates, you do need friendlies. Mm. Like, our team need friendlies. Yeah, if listen, we don't play seven friendlies, we start the season pretty poorly. And these are the team that play together for two, three years. But Ross's point about the Nations League is spot on, is that they had a bunch of meaningless friendlies, so they added more meaning to them by making the Nations League, which so they, made, they created another competition, a competitive set of fixtures within the season. And again... To, to your point, well, that should mean they're more prepared for the end of season tournaments. But of course, it's an ecosystem; it's all connected, isn't it? So it's all well and good. Be like, well, the team need to play so they can get an understanding. But they play and they get injured because they've played too much football, and so that player isn't then capable of playing in the in the tournament that they agree, qualified for. Agree. At the Joe Gomez, Joe Gomez got injured doing a training session before a friendly, which he could have done in ours. Yeah, you know, yeah. we could have done that in ours, and that's kind of the the, the point that I'm striving towards is that the the it's not just because they're playing too much international football that yeah. they're getting injured. Mm. They're playing too much football, and 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 actually, there has got to be some level of blame for the Premier League managers who play them too often for them that they can't play another game without getting injured. So yeah. it, it's all it's all one. And it the problem isn't it, there's too much international football. The problem is there's too much football. Yeah. It's that it, that thing, and again, it's it's we that in our ideal world because we give a fuck about Liverpool. It, we we are big fans of international football, and I, I I I agree with your point though, Chris. Is that you look at the moment, look at the Scotland celebrations, and look at the Hungary celebrations, and say that you want to get rid of that. Well, that's bo- that's bollocks because that, that they're that's, the best. That's Euro qualifier, so that wasn't UEFA. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. But again, to, to, again to, to to Chris's point. You can't. You don't win games of football out the blue. Yeah. You don't drop in out. You don't parachute in from your footy team and drop into the pitch. You know what I mean? With your kit underneath. It's not like when you used to get. You, you want to stay longer in bed for, for school, so you'd sleep in your school uniform and get dragged out of bed the next morning. You know you've got to be prepared for these things. So I get it. But again, you're right. It's all part of the ecosystem. And you're right. Football managers shout will fall on deaf ears when they're playing them loads. But equally, they'll say, "Well, fuck off. We pay the wages. that are ours. We've got a, we've got a commitment to a certain amount of football matches." It. You know, we said this the other day on was it even last week's podcast um, about the um, Pep Guardiola. And and uh, and Klopp being the ones who come out in favour of five substitutes and all that, so they can't be the ones to front it because they look like elitist dickheads. It actually needs to be other people, you know. There needs to be an understanding at multiple levels. And the problem is, okay, if you're an England fan, well, you've just had a whale of a time. You know, you just watched a couple of England games in your life. That's probably the best quality football you know, there's lost. A, Well, yeah, <laughs> but you got to watching. You got something to look forward to. It wasn't on my radar. There was no intent on my part to watch any England games whatsoever. It was time off for me. Whereas if you're, yeah. if you're you know, you're, you, you're a fan of York, you're not watching your games because where, where are you watching your games? So you, you're looking for having some, some some water cooler television to look forward to, some good footy to look forward to. You probably are. And by the way, I, I hate international football, yeah. but I, I, I am I able to step back and look at it and go, there is a there is a reason that these games are played, and the problem for me is that there's just too much. But the, but something this is the thing is something's got to give, and football has made itself 
the, a rigid structure. So what's going to give? I remember a great analogy my um, biology teacher had, and he was talking about like how 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 molecules work and why the solids and all that kind of stuff. He said, "Look, here's my fist. If I punch this table, what's gonna what's gonna give first? You know, for a while you won't notice any difference, but eventually, if you just did it repetitively, it'd be a hand <laughs> that went first. <laughs> it would be it would be a hand that went first, and that's footballers are that football are the soft, fleshy components. It you know." Fed into this rigid, you know, this rigid steel machine that is footy, and the not there's been no allowances for that, and that's that's what we're the thing is. And the problem is, of course, is that because everyone fucking hates Liverpool. Let, and I'm using this in a broader sense. We all love Liverpool, but like every no one's interested in what in Liverpool's. So Liverpool have got all these injury problems. No one's asked. No one wants to hear bleating scousers go on again about all these injuries when well we trends like we only use two. We only use. Two substitutes in our last game because I'm going to use two because Trent got injured. You know what I mean? There's every chance we would have used one substitute in that game. Well, there's four substitutes that we wouldn't have used if we had five substitutes by that by that logic. Liverpool, who have become the elitist team who want to run away from the Premier League, no one wants to listen to any of our concerns, but doesn't make the concerns any less valid. And a load of fucking money grabbing that's happening around all of football. Is the is the root cause for all this? Not the individual. It's not Gareth Southgate's fault that Joe Gomez gets injured. No. It's not Jurgen Klopp's fault that Joe Gomez gets injured. It's the fault of the the the, the institution. You, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, and and so you're right. Something's got to give somewhere along the lines. But I, I I agree with you. I don't think Jurgen and Guardiola are the people that need to speak but up on this. Friendlies make sense because they jettisoned friendlies in the summer. For that, because they realised they needed the players needed some off time, so there was that twenty-eight day or month wasn't the break. There had to be a twenty-eight day break between you finishing football and starting the season. So again, again, we can play devil's advocate from this from all angles. Whereas it's right, football would be improved for having friendlies. Well, boo fucking who? What take having an international friendly in this climate feels a little. Just doing international football feels a little yeah. mad in yeah. this climate, and, that, and that's part of the problem as well, isn't it? When when the rest of the world's shutting down, and you know there's restrictions on them, and there's footballers flying all over the place and getting COVID and coming back and ruining it. I mean, clearly these systems that we are probably like at the absolute top of what Premier League clubs can do, you know, with regards COVID and the protocols and all that. You can go to some nations where they just don't have the equipment, they don't have the funding, they don't have the ability to be able to look after their players in the same way that they would at Kirby or Melwood. Uh, uh, so, and that's a, that's an issue in and of itself. But and that's managed also, under their own pressures as well. Yeah, and that, but that's also part of the disparity between Premier League clubs and everything else. Well, it's you know again like the Steve Clark thing, and again if if they're qualified, just just let Andy Robbo go, mate. But you know there's plenty of examples. Like I say we talk about the pressures that these guys are under as well. Ross Gareth Southgate is all nobody. The big cloud of super duper positivity around Gareth Southgate is slowly dissipating, isn't it? Um, and it, you know he'll end up in a position before long, which we see it with Klopp when he says. Well, no, you've got to complete X number of training sessions before you're capable of playing football matches. We don't we don't mess around with footballers' health anymore, and international managers largely are, are, are better at handling those things. But also, you know, if you tell a guy, if you tell a, a nation that you know, like it's like, let's say Andy Robbo had been a touch and go for the game that they that they needed to to, to, to book the place of the Euros, Steve Clark would have been risking him, and Andy Robbo probably would have risked himself as well, and that's. 
again, it's all, they're all, all part and parcel of the problem. I'm, I'm fine with that. So Robert played 120 minutes against Serbia because he was trying to qualify for the Euros. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. My issue with the football before, as I said, is they can play a friendly. I, like, I think the wording of international break makes it assume that it's a break and it should be a break and that's why I might have, <laughs> yeah. why I might have an issue with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a break. Like you're saying international break and you're, you're playing three games in, in two weeks. UEFA Nations League said this on the run league yesterday. Southgate's under immense pressure to put his best team out to qualify for that competition to win a trophy for England because that's what our mainstream media expects of him. And if he doesn't, he'll be hounded for it and he'll be out of a job. So it's also hard for him. And I understand his position of saying, right, listen, you can't have Henson, you can't have this person, you can't have that person because Klopp doesn't want you to play. Well, you're Southgate, you're going to go, I'm going to play him. Yeah. I, I, I want to win this. My other problem is that tournament's created as another opportunity for someone to qualify for the Euros. Like you're saying, well, Scotland's already qualified. Don't play, Rob- don't play Robertson. What, what, what have you got to lose? And he can't. The problem is, of course, is that you're at the whims of national scrutiny. Yeah. For this, because your entire country of your, but we talk about this all the time. Because it's about being under like scrutiny of the city of Liverpool. You don't want to do something the big people, the people of the city that you live in and love and were born in hate. Yeah. He's got an entire nation of ultra passionate people. And Andy Robertson, you know, and and also let's be honest, there's probably if if, if there's a, a nation in in, in, the, in the British Isles that loves a bit of toxic masculinity, it's probably the Scots. You know, like the idea of Andy Robertson not being physically up for the fight. I mean, Mel Gibson's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> um, you know, get some slap some war paint and you kilt on and get out there, Andy. You know what? We hamstring. Ah, oh, fuck your hamstring. You know, I mean, give a rousing speech uh, uh, and get out there. This is the thing he's got to consider as well. There's there's there's, there's, there's pressures on the footballers outside of the the normal. Of, oh, well, it's a game of football. He's the Scotland captain. And he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would not want to take to the field. We all credit Jordan Henderson with shooting himself full of painkillers at half time at Barcelona. Whether it's a meaningless friendly or not, you can't. Well, that's can't it, take isn't that it? I mean, yeah, Andy Robbo's been a Scot his whole life. He's been a Liverpool player four years. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. And, you know, 22 years they haven't qualified for a, a major tournament in, and he's captaining them. Mm-hmm. Craig, of course he's going to love that. Of course he's going to want to be a part of it. Now, your questions are: If I was Robbo, I'd be like, right, okay. Well, if I play again in a friendly, in a in a game that doesn't really matter so much, am I actually jeopardising both my season and the Euros if it goes ahead next year? If I pick up a worse injury off the back of it, do I lose form and all that type of stuff? These are things that they, the players have to decide, mm-hmm. and the players, I think, probably have more power in this situation than we give credit for. We just think, well, it's all Southgate. I can't imagine in this instance, Clark's not spoken to Jurgen Klopp about it. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before playing him in a game that doesn't matter. Mm. Like, they do, you know, Klopp seems to have a good relationship with a lot of international managers, and he does seem to have those open lines of communications. Not that it would have his blessing, per se, but, I mean, taking your captain... Travelling, not playing. That's good. That, that works. I, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to Klopp's reaction because he, he's often quite spiky about all this, isn't he? Like, he hates the Nations League. He absolutely hates it. Um, I think it's slightly different for a, a, an England camp, maybe. You know, you're looking at a, a Jack Grealish, you know, he's playing quite a lot of football, but he's just broke into the England team. Now, he's, you know, a slightly different for Scotland, just no discredit to him, but it's a lot more competitive to get into the England team than it is, is the Scotland team. So, Robin might say, well, can I, I can have a rest. But Jack Grealish is going to turn around and say, oh, I'm not playing. Like, I don't want to get injured because we want to play for Aston Villa at the weekend. Like, he wants to put his name in the hat. For... And also, let's not forget what happened to Raheem Sterling when he was. He said he was a bit tired. Yeah, and you he lose your place. Absolutely fucking lambasted for six months because Brendan Rodgers and him had a conversation about him probably being slightly overweight as a very, very young player all, all of a sudden thrust into the mainstream, you know, week in, week out football. No one wants to hear that because everyone wants to hear the football because all they can hear is money and see all the riches that these guys have got and expect them to be able to be to be more than human and yet less than human at the same time which I think actually kind of follows over to the, the, the Salah stuff Chris like initial reactions to Mo Salah you know, he gets tested positive for Covid while away on international duty and I was like oh well you know, that's annoying but shit happens and then I was reminded of because I hadn't seen this at the time like the videos and photos of him dancing at, a, at a, is it his brother's wedding yeah. um, I mean we can look at this from the human side of things, but initial reactions are like, oh, you dickhead. Like, I get it. Like, I, you, do, you can go to your, if you can go, if you're allowed to go to weddings, you're allowed to go to weddings. He's a human being. And again, he's more, Salah is a man outside of him running around kicking a football. We all work and we're all entitled to go and do what we're allowed to do in those things. There's a, there's a, there's a layers of risk involved in that. But when you see him on a crowded dance floor surrounded by people in and out of a mask, it's hard to feel totally sympathetic towards his cause. Yeah, no, it is, but it's his brother's wedding at the same time. And, you know, we're asking these players to be hermits throughout an entire season, and that's not right either. I mean, you know, if if he's not mentally right, his football will suffer anyway, yeah. you know what I mean, as well. And I don't like it. I think it was a bit of a stupid thing to do. I'd prefer him to be in his orb ball uh, while he was at the wedding and everyone else just <laughs> dancing Greek, around him. A Greek ball? A Zorba. Zorbing. Yeah. You know, where you're inside one of them. Oh, yeah, I'd rather yeah. him just in there, just yeah. dancing around 
in there and everyone else just partying normally around him, but it, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can't be too angry with him because if it was my brother's wedding and this thing, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, <laughs> and, and I would. No, exactly, and I, I, that's the thing. I've I don't begrudge him going to his to his brother's wedding, and I think it's because you can see is the importance of it because it's the photo, isn't it? When he was at, he's then isolating, and he's on like a three stories up on a balcony, and they've had to take a photo of the of the brother and the bride, and it's shut up so that he's in the background, kind of waving down. It was the only way they could get like a photo or whatever of him, um, which I thought was cute. Like, but it's you can go there, but there's. There's a degree to which you've also got to use your intelligence, and like you read your show, don't I, you? The problem is, and we we had a little bit of this when we did the Hendo mural, didn't we? Is that Henderson came in and he wanted to stay away from everybody, but he just got backed up and he was like edging away, edging away, and you could see how uncomfortable he was with it all, and you know it's, it's to the point where I think at one point he said, "Can I take a photo with him?" and we stood like. A, a meter away or two meters away or whatever, and you're asking them to be a dickhead to a lot of people a lot of the time in those yeah. situations. And I, I, I was speaking to someone who runs a who runs a bar in Liverpool. Got a few beers to us uh, the other day. Doghouse Penny Lane. They, they do beer delivery. It's amazing. It's draft lager delivered to yours. Go and get onto it uh, if you live within two miles of of, of them uh, on Please Church Road in Waverley. Drink responsibly, of course. Now, and what he was saying is, I, I took the, I decided to shut the bar, even though we could have stayed open at some point and served food and, and beer restaurants. And he basically said, the last four weeks, they were policing the bar. like, And it got to the point where they didn't want to come in because people were starting to take the mic and they were having to ask them to sit down and wear masks and blah, blah, blah. And that's not fun for us. We just... We're, we're hospitality people. And then all of a sudden, we're not. And we're having to, like... And then people are giving us abuse for doing what the government have told us to do. And that's the same as what Salah maybe has gone through there. You know, you go in and then all of a sudden it's your family and you're like edging away from them. Stay away, stay away. And then all of a sudden it's just like you're overwhelmed and you can't ask him to be this amazing footballer and police an entire wedding yeah. and re- and potentially ruin his brother's bed, his wedding and all that. It's just so difficult for them that I don't like it. I think it was a bit of a stupid thing to do. But there's also a level of understanding that goes with that that goes... He's just a fucking fella, man. Yeah. And he's trying to enjoy his brother's wedding and not ruin it and make sure that they have a good day and not make it weird. And I get that. I really get that at the yeah. same point. Yeah, I don't think he's solely responsible. It's everyone that's, that's around him is also an issue in, in that photograph as well. I don't think it helps that he's got a mask on, but he's wearing it around his chin. Um, you know, I think... as <laughs> no, much, it definitely uh, doesn't help you, know, right? Well, as, as much as you're saying, like, you know, he's, he's a human mistake, I, I agree with that, but also I think he needs to remember how much responsibility he has, how much of a figurehead he is, how many pe- millions of people around the world like look up to him, what he does, and then someone goes, I'm not saying this is the case, but it, it might happen. Obviously, I was not wearing a mask, you know. De- therefore, I don't have to do it. But at the same time, I think I was initially angry with it, and then someone asked me on the, on the news yesterday, would you go to your brother's wedding? And I thought, well, yeah, I would go, but I wouldn't, like, well, I don't dance well, anyway, but I'm point... surrounded by people. But also, it's it's life. You might have just wanted to blow out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The point is, is that you, you, he's allowed to, but again, it's, it's, again, I'm, it is it is what it is. I mean, if nothing else, it means it's done. You know, if he's had, if he if he if he, if he has had it, and then we'll see, brother, because there's there's talk that like 
the Egyptian FA feel, I, I, you know, I don't know how true this is, they feel that he would get a negative test if he's te- if he's tested again. Like, you know, <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds slightly. Dodgy, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't cheat the first test. So yeah, it's so it's all. I mean, it's all, it's a, it's all a bit sus, isn't it? But like. I, I don't begrudge, I don't begrudge him going to weddings because again these are the points about these things is that he's the human beings and as much as we demand these guys and we've our emotional Salah can't be responsible for our happiness like you know what I mean like and the stress that's caused around Liverpool football club. we're probably taking footy too seriously if we're getting you know if we're getting to the point where we're getting angry and wound up about this because and we do because Liverpool and footy is such a central part of our lives that's the problem with that profession isn't it but we do we do again we forget the human beings but also if you're gonna get caught out get caught out in the in the by being your best behaved in it, you know what I mean. Like so, all the stories at the moment are X, Y, and Z. So Boris, uh, Boris Johnson is isolating because one of his cabinet members caught it, and he was with him. But when he was they were with him, they were with each other. He did he wear, wear a mask, and that's now the such and such got it. Here they are pictured in a big crowd of people without a mask. It's like do yourself a favour if you're going to be a public figure, then just. Especially if you wrote the fucking rules. I mean, you're at a fucking wedding and you're Mohammed Salah and you're in a big room full of people who know you and to a lesser extent you're a global icon. There's no chance that someone's gonna not going to photograph you and, and, and do whatever. So you'd have to cop for it. You know, if you've done that, it, you, do have, you do have to cop a bit of blame for it. I don't think Liverpool would be happy with him, you know, regard, as much as they'll be understanding of his, of his situation because you're right... It's he he's he is human, but he's also an employee, and he's jeopardised the potential. He's potentially jeopardised his business and his uh, uh, by by doing that. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Blame international football. If it wasn't an international break, he wouldn't have gone to the fucking wedding, would he? Probably no. still, maybe. You know, <laughs> okay. it, it, yeah, it's mad. Um, moving it forward, then. Um, they probably o- set that wedding for that date because it was an international break as well. Yeah. Do. It's been it's been in the pipeline for two years. Yeah, uh, quite possibly. Uh, we had a couple of super chats actually while we've been doing this live. Uh, Ashley Frith with five pound. Thank you. She loved the book. Read it twice. Those who asked this question, uh, what do you think is a realistic target for Liverpool this season with our situation? First, yeah, we'll see. Like I've heard a lot of people saying this. Is that I, I, I can't abide, and I know it's just people like. Jinxing it, anti-jinxing it, or whatever. When they say, "Well, that's the title done," it's not though. It might be. It very much might be. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Ask me again in January. Like you know, I don't think anyone's got a fucking clue what this is going to look like at the moment. Whereas the FA Cup break is like the second week or the end of the first week in January. Get to there. That's our next staging area. That's the next area where you get to take a breather. If Liverpool are in the top four. I think around that time, I think we have to have four players. <laughs> Fucking January, never mind top four. Yeah, what are you, Ross? Um, yeah, I'm the same. Those comments actually do my head in of like a, that storm. It's like you're presenting an opinion as fact, and it's, it's just, it's just not, the fuck, it's not the fucking case. I get it if you if you're not worried about it. I think that stems from Man City and their excuse of going. Um, Man City, some Man City fans are going, well, we didn't have Laporte, that's why we didn't compete for the title last season, and goes, well, that's it. I don't think you can disregard the quality of Fabinho, Van Dijk, Trent, and go, well, everything's going to be all right, because it's not. But you, like, you just said it then, none of us know. Liverpool might have a squad for a reason, and the fixtures that we've got, I think we just spoke about the Champions League before, but I think we've got the likes of Brighton, Crystal Palace, Fulham, between now and before Christmas. You're thinking Liverpool have got a relatively decent squad that can manage those without having... 
most of the best players. We've not seen what the real season looks like yet. This is still close to normal. You know, there's still midweek games, Champions League, European, blah, blah, blah. But we're heading into this period now where everyone's going to be playing two games a week and it's a a longer period and it's a more intense period. Other teams have injuries. Yeah, exactly. Or And what other teams are going to have loads and loads and loads of injuries. And all of a sudden, all the lads, you know, Steve Bruce has already come out and talked about it. David Moyes already said, like, he's changed his mind. He thought five subs should have been scrapped, but he disagrees with his opinion. Now he's changed his mind on it. They're all going to come round because they will. Because that's because what what we're about to enter now is the grind, and we have this every season where you reach this point where it's not the start of the season where everything's fun and magic. Oh, the footy's back, blah blah blah. That's gone now. This is the this is the season where one win doesn't really do anything to you. You've got to put. Back to back to back to get it to Points get a good run on the together. table constantly. That's what it's about from it from here on, and that's why I said at the beginning, it's good that you know we can hopefully get this Champions League group done and dusted in the next game because it will give us two Premier League games with games in the middle where you can rest and rotate and whatever, and that's massively important. But look, I think City have got seven injuries. I think Arsenal got about five or six injuries. United got about seven injuries. We've got nine injuries. You know, everyone's struggling at the moment. I think it's quite funny in a in a sick way. That like Man City will be going like we didn't replace Rockham Company and Liverpool could be going we didn't replace Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They fucking gallows humour type of way. Like oh my god, how we watched City do it? How have we not replaced? Talk Deja? about <laughs> talk about revisionism. Like you know what I mean? The amount of people who were like oh Deja, oh what a player Dejan Lovren was. Like you I mean, fuck off. We were all made up when he left. Like you know what I mean? And you know to very degrees. I don't want to like. I, I, Lovren was fine, and, and I think we'll learn. I think we're learning already. Lovren was better than fine. He was very, very. He was very good, but he was. You know what you are. Absence truly does make the heart Oh God, honestly, instance. like I mean, he's gone. It's done. It's dusted. This notion of like maybe we could get him back on loan. He's happy. He's playing footy every week in the Champions League. I think he's, he's certainly playing. Yeah, in fact, isn't he's in the yeah. Champions League with Zenit. He's doing really well. He's, he's probably fucking made up. He's probably having a having a good old life. You know. Yeah, it's just yeah, it'll be it'll be, it'll be fine. But it won't. I just the, the injuries that we've got and it seems to be getting worse. And that plays into people's minds. If he's only going to get worse. Yeah. Um, Gomez, obviously he's injured, but like we've we joked about, it, like you can't rely upon Matip. What what does that mean? But I think you also have to look back at the teams that we played already and where we are in the league. You know, we played what Chelsea, Arsenal, City, City Everton, yeah. Leeds, Villa. Well, yeah, Villa. Yeah, we might win. The league. Villa, Villa yeah. win the game. Yeah. Villa beat Man City. If, they, if Villa's game now with Man City was this week and they won it, they'd be yeah. top of the league. So to the teams that we played and where we're at with the situation we find ourselves in, like. On reflection, I don't think it's it's, it's too bad. Like, yeah, we want to run away with it, but we can't have that every year. It's right because that's the thing is we don't know. This is what I mean about we don't know what the season goes. Chris, Liverpool could get more injuries. They will. Other players will get injured. But what I mean is like they could. Conti- we could get more long term, and that might be something we have to deal with because we just don't. None of us have got a clue what's going to happen when we. By the time we get to the end of January. Which is again when it starts to properly starts to kind of settle back into a normal routine again. Like we could be, it could be a team of kids, we could be eight. You know, what I mean that that could that could happen. I don't feel it will, but that's based on where we are now and what I've seen over a number of years. But that's the thing is that my 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 comfort and security comes from some lads will come back. We're probably just going to find best case scenario. Really is. We'll lose two, but get one back, and then we'll lose we'll lose one and get two back, and it'll be a constant. Like we're very rarely able to put our best eleven out, 
but we'll probably just about be enough there to keep us keep us ticking. Yeah, and bit. we've not seen what Thiago brings to this side yet properly, have we? And that's the other thing, isn't it? And and again, you know, if there was um, something in the summer where someone said to Jürgen, listen, you can buy Thiago or you can buy a four-three centre half and use Fabinho. I reckon that's probably what's happened, yeah. and he's gone. Well, I'll buy Thiago then. Well, Thank this you is very much. Well, you got David Ornstein in the Athletic saying that it's unlikely Liverpool move for a defender. I, I don't, I don't believe that. No, uh, that's bullshit. I, I think that's not. I think that's total nonsense. Yeah. I wouldn't Keep the price low. Yeah. yeah, classic Edwards. Yeah, yeah. You would be, you would be. Everyone knows Liverpool will need a defender. So it doesn't do any any Liverpool any favours to have to. He's probably telling the truth because he said Liverpool aren't going to sign our defender. They're not going to sign two. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything you can do to obfuscate the truth and just maybe and maybe just 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 you know like divert a bit of attention or anything just to slow down the obvious you know obvious crushing need for a centre half. If you can save a couple of bob because you don't you don't look as desperate. If you can just ease this air of desperation. By feeding things left, right, and centre, then that, okay, we've on most occasions, we've not, 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 not on most occasions, I'd agree with that, and I, I think he has to come out and say that I, I do agree that it, it is bollocks. But also, as soon as Liverpool ring, I don't know, a Leipzig or a Napoli, and it's Liverpool on the fucking dial, we're going to laugh their heads off. Going, oh, they're here for a defender, and we're going to pay a premium. One four one, it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, exactly. <laughs> no, Hello, it's, yeah. it's Mickey uh, Edmile here. <laughs> Yeah. The thing is, we've been here before. We've yeah. seen Liverpool come out and tell us Danny Ward's the number one goalkeeper, and then sign someone. And and you know we've we've heard Caddy we've equally had them say we're not signing anyone. Of course, and then we've not signed of anyone. Course. Yeah, but yeah. but the, my point is that Liverpool need, I think, right now to reinforce to the squad that they're good enough to compete. Yeah, that's the first part of all of this. That because regardless, we can't sign anyone till January, so we've got about ten games before that happens. So going out and telling Nat Phillips that you're fucking getting replaced yeah. Yeah. in eight weeks is not a clever thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't alter the conversation when when Napoli <laughs> not buying Caldicol about it. It doesn't change the conversation had between football clubs because it's it's known, and I'm saying this is not. It is just if it's only fraction, if it just diverts attention away, if it just shuts down chatter and buzz around it, and you're right, if it gives a little fractional boost to the guys who are in the squad, if you're telling Cometio, Vandenberg, Phillips, and Williams that no, 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 lads, this is your, this is your shot, this is your shot, you have to. I mean, imagine you're right. What? Where's your motivation? You've got those lads, whether it's bullshit or not. You need them to buy into the conceit. That they are good enough to be centre arse to Liverpool, whether it's true or not, and whether we think it's true or not. And this is what people forget sometimes. Stop telling that Phillips he's not good enough to play for Liverpool or Joe Gomez or fucking, you know what I mean? Stop it because you, they might believe you. And if they believe you, that's well worse than them than it being the other, the other than them than them not being good enough but believing they are. Not being good enough and believing you're not good enough is the fucking worst thing that could possibly happen to us in this situation. Because you're like, guys, we can't do anything about it. There's no magic defender that's going to come in and fix it in the in the in the short term. So, I fair play, fair, you know. On the flip, of course, is that we might literally not have the money to buy a, a centre half. Is also a a perfectly reasonable. Honestly, I'd be writing to the bank manager now and asking for the bigger overdraft, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need a centre half. 
but there's no ifs, buts, and maybes about it. Like, we need a sense half. Yeah. That Jamal Lewis stuff might come in handy for this. You know, we had a what a, a couple of talks with Norwich about buying him and then walked away. Liverpool might have that situation in the summer of talking to two, three, four, five centre-backs. Just going, you're right, thanks. Yeah. People try and take the piss and just go, no, you're all right. And also, let's be honest, the, the conversation was different in the summer. Yeah. You know, Dejan Lovren, who is, the, you know, an international calibre centre-half, played in a World Cup final, can't get, in, can't get anywhere near Liverpool's team. He'd rather go to fucking Russia and freeze his bollocks off. Um than B4 choice, whatever, at Liverpool. You buy it, you move, and so centre-half might be thinking, I'm not sure where I get my game, you know, Gomez is good, Van Dijk's obviously good, I might get me, but am I going to have to come in and work, etc, etc. Conversation's a bit different now. You know, you turn around to a lad and saying, well, actually, you're going to come in and be our main man for the rest of the season, establish yourself, and then you're playing, you're playing with Virgil van Dijk from next season onwards. Quite a pleasant conversation, maybe you know, to to call it, kind of force people's hands. Um, Gareth Baird, five <laughs> super chat said, "Klopp, I'll get me boots out." Yeah, there's a lot of that. I'm really enjoying. I bet you are, Ross, handling the social media. I'm really enjoying the dot 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 can do the job at, at centre half joke. It's gonna be old now. <laughs> it's a little bit old since I fired. No, thanks, Gareth. We'll, we'll call that you've, you. You're the last person you got in under the door. Indiana Jones style, slid in under, got your hat. You've made it in. Um, everyone else who does it afterwards, the joke's dead. I've put on so much weight during lockdown that my feet have got fat, so I don't think I could get my boots out. <laughs> <laughs> fat feet. <laughs> fat, fat footed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, just God. paint them. <laughs> yeah, just paint them. Yeah. Have some well Three stripes on these gammons, mate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously, it's basically all this means, of course, is it's James Mill the time. Um, but yeah, we will be talking about. Uh, Hendo centre back with the beans. Yeah, Hendo's yeah, injured, injured, injured. Yeah, in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Yes, we're going to be discussing a, a few more of these bits and pieces, obviously, on the build up show uh, for Liverpool Leicester, which is going to be going on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that, of course. Uh, plenty of other cool stuff lined up for you to keep you entertained throughout the, <laughs> entertained throughout the rest of this crappy international break uh, to distract, to null, uh, to, to null, wow. To numb the pain of, uh, of inevitably more injuries and all that kind of shite that follows. Uh, we've got a documentary coming up on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, it is Brendan Rodgers Liverpool. Uh, we've been talking to a whole host of people who played under Rodgers uh, and people who were around and, and reported on it at the time to get a real look at the, uh, the the rise and fall of Brendan in charge of the Mighty Reds. There, That's going out the back end of this week on the RedmenTV.com. So sign up for that. Uh, and additionally, our Christmas merch is available right now as wonderfully rocked by Mr. Chris Pajak. Uh, for the first time ever, we're doing it in t-shirt form. Um, so obviously, if you're concerned that it's going to be a bit hot in your house with the heating on, uh, get the design in t-shirt or in sweatshirt form. Uh, there is uh, just, uh, we're going to give you a little advert on this to, to round things off, but yes, uh, Thursday 24th of November is the rest of world cut-off date for guaranteed delivery for Christmas. I think it's November. It doesn't mean you can't order after the fact and you might get away with it, um, but just saying, if you want guaranteed delivery before before Christmas and you're living outside of the UK uh, and Europe yeah yeah um, so like America and Australia and stuff then get your orders in before Thursday the 24th of November uh, UK you got more time so save up your pennies maybe go for payday at the end of the month but whatever there's a load of boss designs on there go and check it out and uh, here's a little bit of a closer look to wrap up the podcast thank you gents thank you for watching for listening uh, and we'll see you all soon bye planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.